Broadcasting live from Baltimore, Maryland, the Breath of Life Ministries presents Experience the Power. When God gets ready, He can deliver you. If you call on Him, if you trust in Him, be worthy of the Let's go live to the Miracle Temple Worship Center, where our service is in progress. Let's go to the Word of God. Colossians. That's going to be interesting to find. I can't think of any way to help you. Look in the front of your Bible, and there's a directory there of, of, of books in the Bible. Find Colossians chapter 2. And I want to read only one, and that's verse 10. It launches us into the place where we need to go. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10. And here's what it says. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Would you pray with me? Father, tonight, we need you once again. We can't do this thing without you. We need you to send the presence of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have not come here just to be in concert with each other. We've not come just to enjoy each other's presence. We have come tonight to experience the power of Jesus. And so tonight, Father, I ask once again that you will take charge of us, not just the one who speaks, but each one of us who listens and reads and I pray, Father, that tonight we will have moments when we feel Jesus moving in us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And now the text has said something that I discovered conflicts with something that was told ages ago. I saw a documentary a few weeks ago. I had already planned what I was going to call this, but they showed it must have been in the 60s or the 70s. It was ages ago. In fact, it was so old that all the appliances in the house were white. You know how long ago that was. Because we got color and appliances long ago. But in this house, they were showing a, a parents talking to a young lady. And you can tell there again. Because long ago, it was always the woman hoping for the man. Now these days it's changed a little bit. I understand that there are women who have gotten proactive. And you're mighty quiet on that. I understand that uh, now there's activity regardless of gender. But uh, in those days it appears that the, that the little ladies would just sit at home and pray and hope and wring their hands and say, I hope someone comes. And so this mother came in and said, Dear, we are hoping with you that you can find someone to complete you. And the young lady said, Yes, Mom and Dad, pray with me that someone will come to complete me. Isn't that amazing? If you showed that now, everybody would be angry. <laughs> but that's what it was then. Here is my point, and I'll make the first point up top. It is a sad situation, even though I understand what the parents meant. In fact, it was a sweet little situation. But it's a sad situation when you put more weight on a partner in a marriage, or even in a dating situation, more weight that they can handle. You're going to say, I want somebody to complete me? Who in the world can complete you? The Bible says you are already complete in Christ. So just in case there's one lady left, there could be, there could be one woman left and, and she may be here tonight. If you are under the, the misapprehension that there's some man out there who can make you complete, let me tell you that you don't have to wait for that man because Jesus has already completed you. You are complete in him. And somebody ought to say amen even. 
There is no human being who deserves to have all of that weight on them because nobody can deliver. And uh, just in case you think I'm being gender specific, let me tell you, brother, there's no woman out there who can complete you either. You have been made complete in Jesus Christ. Let, let, me, let me just read some of the notes that we put down today. I was kind of sharpening this thing. The fact is that through daily communion with God, the likeness of the divine becomes a reality within the human soul. There is nothing for this life or for eternity that man cannot receive through spiritual union with Christ. We may be complete in Christ. So tonight I have another reason to recommend Jesus to you. Because anything you need for now or for eternity, you can find by communing with Jesus Christ. In fact, why don't we declare that the first experience the power moment? I don't care who won't come near you. And I know that there are times I've heard ladies talk. They come to get counsel from time to time. I've started moving a little, so, little fast so they don't catch me as much. But wherever there's a group of young people and I say, okay, we'll talk to somebody. There's always somebody, maybe a young man, maybe a young woman. And they'll say, you know, what I, what I need is somebody, a special person. Pray with me. And I, I'll tell them right then, I'll pray for somebody special. But I won't pray that they'll complete you because you're already complete and I want to recommend Jesus because in him all of us become complete do you believe it so let's start with that recognition now I want to put a little other side on that I believe that the most unattractive person in the world is a person standing around waiting for somebody to complete you I believe you put off radar I believe that somebody 10 miles away could pick it up and they know that somebody is sitting somewhere I'm waiting on somebody to complete me Ladies, if you want to run a man 10 miles away, just get that thought in your mind and it will form itself on your face. It will be in your body language. And when he comes near and you begin to move towards him, you'll be able to feel it. That woman wants somebody to complete her. And I am not the one. So that, you know how they do. Hi. How you doing? And, and if there's anything more tragic than that, it's a full-grown man. <laughs> you know, talk about somebody all big and masculine. And then look at you over there talking about, I need somebody to complete me. <laughs> Every woman on the face of the earth ought to turn and run. What she's looking for is somebody who's powerful you know since 9-11 every woman now is looking for a man in uniform they want a fireman they want a policeman they want somebody in the National Guard even but somebody who, who wears a uniform and looks capable so brother if you haven't been doing this you ought to try it at least act like you're in charge of something you know hey how you doing walk like you're on a mission don't stand around waiting for someone Somebody complete me. I, in fact, let, let, let's get it really straight. Uh, in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, let, let's get this complete thing straightened out. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, because you, you just can't have that in your mind. That thing will get on your face and in your body language. It'll get everywhere. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now I know what you're thinking. I'm going to read your mind. 
See, you, you, you don't know what kind of need I'm talking about, Pastor. Did I read your mind? See, you talking about something in the Bible. This, you know, what I'm talking about, you probably won't find in the Bible. <laughs> but what I read was, my God shall supply all your need. You think that's a misprint? Do you think God doesn't know your needs? Guess what? Who made you? God created you and knows every desire and drive he put in you. I know you want to be quiet now, but I'm on your street. Every desire that God gave, and he gave them for specific purposes and for to be used in accordance with his word. But don't sit around acting like God does not understand. There is nothing that Jesus did not come to know when he lived on earth. In fact, he was tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. Now, I, I don't buy all of these new stories from these new books of the Bible that have been pulled up now and they want to say that there was some kind of strange relationship between Jesus and Mary Magdalene. I, I'm not all the way into that. I, I believe that Jesus lived a sinless life. Amen. If he didn't, I'll, I'll give up my job. I'll go do something else. But I believe that he did, in fact, come to know every inclination and he knew them because God had created us with wholesome desires that for reasons that may not always be clear these desires cannot be met immediately but here's what you must know nobody's gonna have the right people in exactly the right relationships for the rest of their lives I'm going to give you an example you're going to hate, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. There are times when in order to preach the gospel, I have to be away from my wife. And just in case you want to get me out of the equation by age, let me tell you that it happened when I was young. You're very slow. When I was a young preacher, there were times when I had to be away from my wife for extended periods of time to preach the gospel. So if I did not believe that God will supply all your needs, but he will not place you in a situation where you have to violate what the Lord says, I wouldn't have been able to hold on then. There's a new thought pattern. I don't want to deal with it too long because it sounds profane when you say it. But the fact is that God will supply all your needs, but you've got to trust him to do it. You can't break the rules to get what God promises. There's no right way of doing wrong. Oh, you got quiet early. So I, I'm, I'm very clear. I, I know that there are people whose mates have died while they were young and they didn't have to rush out in a frantic pace because if God created the desire God can control the desire hmm? that doesn't mean you got to live forever without having desires fulfilled You've just got to trust God that he fulfills all of our needs according to his riches in glory. In fact, let me uh, suggest to you that some people step ahead of God and cause themselves to be out of rhythm with him. And because they want to supply their own needs, not according to his riches in glory, but according to people who they meet on the streets. Oh, I'll get back to it. You must understand that God knows who he should use 
who ought to come? How many people have I met? There was a gentleman who was a member of one of my churches. I'll never say which one. And uh, he was married to a lady who was quite fair. Is that a good word? She was so fair that, that during worship, when they would come in, I would notice that many of my, my male members tried to warn them you need to be careful about that just because somebody's sitting in church does not mean that they won't hurt you you need to be careful whose mate you look at for how long and how, well I, I was shocked one day the man came to me came to my office for counsel and during that uh, exchange I uh, happened to remark to him I said I hope you don't get annoyed by Sometimes when the men, he said, Pastor, he said, I wish I could give her to them. <laughs> he said, there's sometimes when I wake up early in the morning and I watch the sun rise on her countenance. And he said, while some may think she's beautiful, I know her inside. He said, she's the most horrible looking woman I have ever met. And I have prayed that God would take her from me. Well, I guess I ought to say you can't judge a book by its cover. You had better let God choose the one for you. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get through with a little bit of this. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 28, it says, if you want to depend on somebody else, you've got to learn that in him we live and move and have our being. The fact is that nobody ought to be put in the place and you've got to listen very carefully to me now because what I want to say to you from the bottom of my heart is that some of us have made human beings idols. If you put a human being in the place of God, the Bible says God will supply all your needs. But you've been looking at too much television. You've seen one too many movies. And the, the theme of the movie is playing in the background of your head. And you meet someone and all of that stuff happens. You know, a surge of music and bright lights. Birds fly for the first time and clouds brighten. The sun shines like it never shined before. And the moon at night is amazingly bright. And you find yourself pushed by something that is not logical to say, that's the one. <laughs> and you get caught in some musical playing in your brain. Go back home and imagine, this is it. For the rest of my life, I'll be fine. But the Bible says you better be careful because in him we live and move and have our being. God supplies your need, but you say, that person can do it and woe be unto you you set them up as the one who can give you everything you complete me and then we start talking about fascination and scintillation and oh when I'm around him well there's nothing wrong with that stuff but then you begin to expect that person you know Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Make me feel better. Thrill me. I'm not happy. Let me tell you something. The last thing you want in your life forever, forever, is somebody who leans on you to make them happy. To give them joy to complete them you know that thing will frighten you every day of your life you want to go somewhere and, and and hide because every morning you wake up you're under the gun huh all you're trying to do is eat breakfast and there's somebody looking at you it starts off as an expectation and then it turns bitter because now they're thinking you know some man telling you, hey, I thought you were going to make my life beautiful. 
I thought you were going to play music in my life. I don't hear the music anymore. What you have done, you put a human being on the pedestal where only Jesus belongs. Huh? And they're going to let you down. They've got to let you down because they don't have it. They don't possess what it takes to keep you happy. If you don't have something inside of you to keep you excited, if you don't have Christ in your life to make every day a wonderful moment, if you don't have a relationship that revives you after trouble, no human being can do it. And if you set up some human being in that place, you set them up for idol worship and soon they will fall from the pedestal and now you're out there bitter. Huh? And it's not just women. I, I told you, I go to the barbershop, there's some bitter brethren. You know how they start off. I don't like any woman. I can tell he's had a rough time. But see, don't spread your story on me. Just because you didn't ask for God's help. Just because you set somebody up to a place where they could not stay. Just because you put the pressure on them and they couldn't come through. Don't come tell me, I believe all women will cheat. Then you got some young guy in there who doesn't have a reason to cheat. Now he's scratching his head. I wonder if that's true. What I'm trying to tell you is you ought to get your information from the Bible and not from the barbershop. <laughs> Ladies, I tried to be kind with that. I didn't put you first. But you know the sisters got stories to tell. I wouldn't trust a man. Keep your personal story to yourself. I have, I, I have met people, in fact. Ah, uh, no, I can't tell that story. You could find out who that was. I'll tell you this one. <laughs> I have met men and women who confessed that before they got married, God did everything but rent a signboard. Did everything he could, sent you moment after moment. And God will tell you who somebody is if you pray. Because you know you can fake a relationship with Jesus for a while, but the Bible says by their fruit. You just got to stay around long enough for the season to come when they bear fruit. <laughs> Some people move too fast so you never see the fruit on the tree. They can stick fruit on the tree. But if you wait a while, it'll fall off and the real fruit will show up. You just got to wait long enough for the Bible to be true. And I met folk who told me I knew that wasn't the person for me. But we got, you know, we got to the place and then everything, all the invitations were out and, and we were registered, you know, and uh, I, I just didn't have the heart, you know, our family, they were all excited and everything. Let me tell you something, your family will forgive you for not marrying the wrong person. <laughs> Bail out. Cut your losses. Well, I got to move. If... <laughs> If you understand that the most unattractive person is the person who is looking for a human being to serve as God in their lives, let me tell you how to be magnetic. Brethren, I'm going to give away a little secret, not all the stuff. What a man loves. I'm trying to tell you what a man loves is a woman who's got so much joy that he thinks it could bubble over and make him happy. So men are around all the time checking for women who've got enough joy to spare. think I'm playing, don't you? <laughs> now, some of this does not come from the Word of God. Some of it comes from old age. 
I've been watching a long time. And I can tell you that, that, you know, you've heard all that stuff. You've heard the folks on television talk about men love to hunt. They don't love to hunt anybody. If a man sees a woman who looks like she's hunting, any hunter knows don't hunt a hunter. Look at, look at Psalm, <laughs> well, I enjoy it too. Look at Psalm 37 and verse four. Let me show you something that's in the Bible. You've been reading it all your life. Psalm 37 and verse four. And you're gonna be shocked. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now. Can I, can I unpack that a little bit? If we choose and love what God loves, we shall enjoy the desires or literally the petitions of our hearts. Stick with me. If you love what God loves, if you choose what God chooses. What that does is to make you choose right people and right things. And if you choose and love what God chooses and love, he says, I will give you the petitions of your heart. Some people have, have gotten weary of asking for the right person. So they've laid that, that prayer aside. But maybe you were praying in the wrong frame of mind. God does not need desperate prayers. He hears desperate prayers, but the prayer that he can barely resist is the one that comes from somebody who chooses what he chooses and loves what he loves. Then he is bound to answer the petitions way down deep in your heart the things you won't even share with anybody anymore. And I want to tell you this. Let me start with the sisters. If you want to be pretty, because I know everybody cannot afford an extreme makeup. In fact, brothers, I got to put a little asterisk here. I want to remind you that if you marry a woman who has been made over extremely. The genes remember. And unless you plan to take every one of your children to get an extreme makeover. Why don't you let God help you choose somebody? But sister, here's what I was about to tell you. If you want to be irresistible, think about God giving you the desires of your heart. Think about the fact that in him you live and move and have your being. Think about the fact that he walks with you and he talks with you. Think about the fact that he has called you to do a job for him. God has assigned everybody a task. So instead of sitting around waiting on Mr. Wright, go do something for Jesus. I, I preach to you. I preach to you that if you t return a faithful tithe and give an offering, that he will open the floodgates of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Do you doubt that he may have Mr. Wright up there somewhere? I preach to you that if you keep God's Sabbath, he'd make you ride on the high places of the earth. I told you what the heritage of Jacob was. If you get that working in your personality, it'll make you so irresistible that, that Mr. Wrong will be all over the place. But finally, Mr. Right will have to come if he's there. I need to pause there for just a minute. There are situations around the world now. Men have found themselves 
because of all kinds of intricate problematic situations some exorbitantly pressured by the legal systems of their own countries and men have almost vanished I have met men in prison who were not more guilty than men on the street did you understand they just couldn't afford the right lawyer and yet once they are stigmatized by incarceration most Christian women think that they are taboo I understand I empathize but you cannot allow incarceration to be the acid test for character you've got to let God lead and not you I'll read you a text in a minute but here's what I'm trying to tell you God will not give you a bad substitute for the prayer that you are praying and I will tell you what women and men have said to me in fact one lady I can I can see her still she said pastor I can't do it but you can she said tell every woman who seems to be getting desperate that they would rather be alone alone than to have the wrong man she spoke with authority but because she was married to the wrong man she said pastor please tell him let God choose him and if God doesn't send him don't go get him for yourself well, you're quiet but I'm telling you the truth you, well, let me, let me get to this text because some of you are not going to be ready until I do. First Samuel chapter 16, you need to go there. In fact, I hope some people came here prepared to take notes. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. I've got it in uh, another version. Here it is. Man looks on the physical appearance, but God looks on the heart. I believe that too many people are too focused on physical appearance sisters I don't want to pick on you but let me tell you you complain you complain about these boy toys I hope you can translate that in every country where I'm preaching to tonight you complain about these boy toys but who made them popular aren't you the ones who chase them Aren't you the ones who go by what they look like instead of who they are? Aren't you the ones who let them fool you with their rented cars, their rented clothes? Aren't you the ones who judge them by what they look like instead of the content of their character? What I want to tell you is that there's some man almost finished with his doctorate. He's got on two plaids that don't match. He's got tape around the corner of his glasses. His hair is not combed. But in about, in about a month, he's gonna make making more money than you ever imagined. He knows how to apply himself. He knows how to stay on one note until he gets it right. And he loves Jesus and you walking by him trying to get to a boy toy. why don't you pray because you look on the outward appearance but God looks on the heart if God told you that he has a relationship with that man with the plaids that don't match with the nerdy looking eyeglasses if God told you that that man loves Jesus with all of his heart don't you understand that you can buy him new clothes that match Get him some contact lenses. Get him laser surgery. Get him some clothes. After you get all the money that this man is going to earn, you could make him look like the man of your dreams because it's not what's on the outside that counts. 
It's what's on the inside that counts. And brothers, let me tell you something. I know it's changed. In fact, I wish I could make all the women leave until I say this, but I got to tell it to everybody. Times have changed now. The sisters are on the move. And those same sweet nothings that used to be exclusive to men are now being used with masterful, masterful effect of being used by women. Before you leave home in the morning, brother, take a good hard look at yourself. Some woman comes up to you and say, hey, you've been pumping iron. Don't let that mess your mind up. You know good and well that the last metal you picked up was a fork. And you're going to let some woman mess up your mind. You had better learn too, my brother, that the outward appearance is not the only thing that counts. In fact, if you had to make a choice between somebody who looked like a, a motion picture star and somebody who looked just kind of plain but loved Jesus. Y'all ain't trying to listen to me tonight, are you? Without being indelicate, let me say this to you. The inexorable force of gravity will change everyone eventually. I can't describe it with women, it would be indelicate to do. But all of us brethren start off, you know, how you doing? But time and gravity. Time and gravity. And after a while, You'd be looking over there, wonder why you chose it. Wonder why you chose her. Let me tell you something. If you grow in Christ, Jesus will renovate you. I don't have time. I do want to say this. While I don't think you ought to completely focus on outward appearance, you do need to check out the family. Everybody will one day turn into their parents. Visit their parents. If you can't live with mama and daddy, you may need to move on. If, if God forbid, their parents have fallen asleep, look at pictures, a lot of them. Not just that one, a lot of them. Because you need to know there are some things you're looking for. It's okay. But I'm trying to say that our focus is in the wrong place. You must not be misled by external affairs. Now, let me, uh, let me share something with you that is going to be difficult for some. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In fact, I hesitated. I said, Jesus, they're not going to like it. And he said, yeah, but say it. So I take the risk of having you dislike me while God says there it is second Corinthians chapter 4 in fact I'm gonna read this from the NIV do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness what harmony is there between Christ and Belial what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Now some people take this too far. I'm going to try and take it exactly where it belongs. 
you cannot hope to succeed if you join yourself to somebody who does not believe in Jesus. You can't hope to succeed. In the most difficult counseling situations, I know where I can go. I can go to Jesus. And I'll take the husband or the wife in a failed relationship. I'll take two partners who have not been married, but they've been together for so long that it's crucial now. And when things are going absolutely wrong, if I go to Jesus, I can pull them back. Have you ever heard that song that said, the Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you? You need to memorize that song. Because I can tell you that the only being that will never let you down is Jesus. So this verse is not saying you got to find a perfect Christian. Guess what? There are no Christians who are by themselves absolutely perfect. But you got to start with somebody who has Jesus as the head of their lives. And that's what the text is saying. If they don't believe in Christ, if they don't have Christ as the center of their lives, how in the world can you hope to trust them? Because here is the truth. Jesus is the only one who will never let you down. If you turn Jesus loose, you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. So sister, you know, I know ladies always think, well, these men can't. Listen, if you don't have Jesus in your life, you can't be trusted either. The fact is that if Christ does not run your life, you are completely afloat. You are out on the sea without a rudder. And one day you may shock yourself. The, the, the Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Only Jesus knows the heart. And unless Jesus is the captain of your life, unless he holds the steering wheel in your life, unless he rules in your life, even you can't be trusted. So when you, when you look for somebody, even to be a close friend, it, it's okay to fellowship with anybody. The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. And, and if, you, if the salt never gets to the, to the very thing that needs to be saved, then salt doesn't work. You ought to have friends who are not necessarily at your level of religious experience and you ought to share Jesus with them. That's your responsibility as a Christian. But don't form permanent relationships with people unless Jesus is in their lives. Do you understand me? So I'm not passing by the reality and becoming so exaggerated in my belief system that I think you've got to find the perfect, the only perfect Christian born in Bethlehem died on a cross. But you can grow together in Christ if you both have Christ in you. Do you see it? You must, you must develop friendships. I, I want to say this not based on a text that I'm going to read, but on experience that I have. Sensual love, am I clear? Sensual love is a clinging vine. It's not enough to maintain a relationship. You got to have a trellis. You got to have a backbone. Let me tell you something. Romance will evaporate over an empty table. sensuality it, it's it's wonderful when God has put you together in love but there are people who don't understand in fact I got to read one text to you that you can't miss it's in first Corinthians and it's in chapter 7 and and, and you got to hear it because there are some folk who don't understand the Bible says that there are gifts in relationships this is first Corinthians this is chapter 7 and verse 7. And here's what it says. For I would that all men were even as myself. 
but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. You know what Paul's saying? He said, during this time of crisis, and it was a time of, of crisis, it was, it was international, it was certainly national, it was a time of persecution for God's people. So Paul says, in this time, I wish that some folk could be like me, because when you are, when you are alone, you don't have to worry about your family and your children in times of persecution. So I wish you could be like me. But everybody has a gift. There are some people who have the gift of singleness. Strange. That means that you, you can do it by yourself. I have seen men who didn't have a wife, they didn't have any other kind of problem. <laughs> but they were okay. They were okay. You know, okay. I've seen some ladies. Nothing wrong with them. You couldn't, you couldn't say, yeah, well, see, I understand that. No, no, no. I mean, perfect, perfect symbol of womanhood. But they had learned that they had a gift of singleness. I tell you what the problem is, there are people who don't know what gift they have, so they move from one to another. Today I have the gift of singleness. <laughs> Do I have to say it? So they dabble where God would not approve, and there are people who actually think that you can give away very treasured gifts waiting on you and keep on giving them away and walk away unscathed. You cannot. In fact, the Bible even suggests that certain intimate activities join you together. You ought to be very afraid right now. And that's the reason why. You remember when you said, well, I know God would understand. And then some things happened that shouldn't have happened. And then you were careful. You told him, look, it was a mistake. Uh, never should have done it. So look, this is finished. You understand? It's finished. Let's don't ever, ever, ever see each other again and then Monday morning here he is at your desk with some flowers Come, can we go outside you remember what I told you the other day what I told you was over you understand there is no hope so don't ever 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 come where I am. If you see me, don't come there. Then <laughs> you're at the restaurant Wednesday night and, hey, how you doing? I just thought I would drop by. And the reason why is because you've been involved in some activities that God intended should weld you together. Huh? And brothers, well, should I get here or wait till tomorrow night? I think I'll wait till tomorrow night because <laughs> I got some stuff for married men that will teach you the same truth. You can't ride out and ride home. Look, don't ever, don't, well, ever, ever. Okay. And then your phone rings at some inopportune time. Oh, no, I, they have the wrong number, dear. You got to decide what is your gift. Well, let me read one more text in there. I've turned away from it. Let me get back to it. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Can I go back there a minute? And look at uh, verses, verses 7 and 8. For I would that all men... Let me get 8. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them as they, if they abide 
even as I. But if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. Burn is easy to understand. If you're young enough, nobody has to explain it. If you're old enough, let me remind you. As we mature, we gain more discretion. But the fact is that you've got to make up your mind. Are you going to be single or are you going to be married? You cannot be both at the same time. So you've got to make up your mind. Here's, here's where I want to end this sermon. Because I, I don't want to give you all these what ifs and then forget to tell you that God planned for people to enjoy the relationship that he created. And he created it just after man and woman were first made. Now, I, you know I don't like just ink stains on paper. I, I read Genesis 2.18, and I read what the words help meet mean. God says to Adam, I'm going to make a help meet for you. Did Adam understand it? I somehow think that he did, but he just hasn't, hasn't seen her yet. And you can't fully understand this thing until you experience see? so God says I will perform the first surgery <laughs> I will do you think God needed do you think Jesus had a scalpel I don't know I got a feeling that there was some way he could just because he just created Adam out of the dust of the earth so if he could do a man out of dust do you suspect that he couldn't do a woman out of a rib Adam recognizing in her Eve the desired companion welcomed her joyfully as his bride and expressed his joy in poetic exclamation the words this is now this is now that's what Adam said when he first laid his eyes on E you know women still look pretty good but can you imagine what that first one looked like Adam had watched animals They were in swarms. They were in groups. Animals clung to each other. They wrapped their necks around each other. They pecked at each other. They walked together. They made little strutting things and, and they courted each other. And Adam had watched it and said, look at that. And finally, Jesus delivers to him this woman. And the Bible said three times, Adam's rep Adam repeated, this, this, this. I can read his mind. It was not only sensual. It was a gift from the hand of God. It was not only romantic. It was a woman made for his specific taste. God knew what the vacuum was in the center of his heart and created a woman in the exact proportions to fit the vacuum. It was amazement. And with that, I leave you the ideal. If God loves you enough, and if you are faithful enough to him, he will not give you a bad substitute, but the real joy. Until tomorrow night, may God hear you when you call. May God lift you. If you fall, may God bless you as you stand. May God hold you in the palm of his hand.
Walter Pearson believes that Jesus Christ is the answer to every problem you face. 